This is your pep talk. I am so excited to do this bonus episode because so many people tell me that they listen back to certain episodes when they need a refresh or they just need to hear it again. And I love this and that means so much to me. That's what it's all about. So I thought I would do an episode dedicated to a pep talk. So this is for you on those days when you're just having one of those days. While the situation can vary and your emotions can be different, the bottom line is you're having a day and you need a pep talk. And that's exactly what this episode is. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. All right, team, it's pep talk time. Whatever is happening in this moment is not going to define our day, our week, our month. We are going to process it and deal with it and let it be a bad moment or a frustrating moment or an annoying moment or a depressing moment, but we're not letting it going to completely turn into a bad day or a bad week or a bad month. First, I think you should feel how you feel. Feel all the feelings. Don't try to push it down or ignore it or drink your way through it or zone out on TV or get depressed and just like let yourself soak in it and feel sorry for yourself. Do what you need to do, but I think that what we need to do is first, let's process it and feel all the feelings and do what you need to do. Is that cry? Is that scream? Is that, you know, journal how you feel? Whatever that is, feel the feelings because I think that's where clarity comes and forgiveness and growth and, you know, accepting that I'm sorry or saying that I'm sorry. You have to feel the emotions. You know what I mean? Like let yourself feel, don't try to suppress and don't try to do something like go over drink or over shop or, you know, just mute your life in some way or take drugs or something that just makes you zone out and not deal with it. We're going to deal with it. Sit in it and feel the feelings. Next, we're either going to forgive or depending on what's happened, we're either going to forgive someone or we're going to forget about what happened or we're going to figure out what the lesson is to be learned. We're going to stop blaming and we're going to take responsibility for it, whether it was our fault or not. Or if it's something dumb, we're just going to shake it off and we're going to remember that we're not going to let the little things bother us anymore. So it's like this is the step where we're just going to be our best version of ourselves, right? If someone did something inconsiderate or rude or hurtful, we're going to process it. And it's not accepting that it's okay. It's just letting go of it and forgiving and realizing that whatever it is, maybe they had good intentions but made a bad decision. Or maybe they didn't and it sucks, but still, it's only going to weigh down on you and your soul And you just got to let it go. 
That's the bottom line. Whatever it is, you just have to you just have to figure out how you're going to get to the next step. You know my favorite book at the moment is The Simple Art of Not Giving an Not Giving an F and I almost said it there, <laughs> which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but if you're listening to it in the car over the loudspeaker, the last thing you need is me cussing in your ear. And I think this book goes through this in the most articulate way. And it's really about having perspective and not sweating all the small things. I really believe now more than ever that stress kills and stress can make you sick. Or if you're prone to sickness, it can make you sicker. And I just think we have to reduce our stress. And for most of us, there's so much going on in our lives. We could be stressed all day, every day about something, whether it's dwelling on something someone said to us or worrying about something that could happen, whatever it is, we could be stressed all the time. We could have panic attacks and anxiety all the time, but that's not the state that we choose to live in. And I'm telling you, this book, if you haven't done it, I love the audio version of it because it just, it goes quickly and I love the, I love hearing the voice of it. It just makes it come through the pages so much more if I'm actually listening to it on the audiobook. And I'm telling you, this in, this book and combined with some other things really was a, a, a mind shifter for me because I feel like I'm, I run that way anyways. I don't let the little things bother me, but this took it to the next level for me. It's just about having perspective and not caring about the little things. And I've done lots of podcasts about this topic because I'm so passionate and there's hundreds more to come on very specific parts of this. But I think that that book is a good motivator if you really kind of need a kick in the pants and you feel like you are dwelling on small things and not letting little things go and you're not keeping a good perspective of things. So that book's a good resource and the overall message is just so strong. You got to shake off the little stuff. So together, we're deciding that we're going to have a good perspective on things. I'm telling you, I've never had as sharp of a perspective as I have today. Like if I physically open my eyes in the morning, I'm instantly grateful. Like, yep, I'm alive. I'm awake today. So this is an awesome start. And then when I don't get a call that someone I love has been injured or has a chronic illness, that I'm like, perfect, it's going to be a really awesome day. Nothing's going to stop me, and nothing's going to really shake me up because I have a good perspective. Like if none of us are, we're awake, we're alive, we're healthy, we're good, let's go. And that might sound a little extreme, but I'm telling you, I just feel like I finally have things in perspective, and it really allows me to have a clear mind and a more clear focus on what's important. So if you feel like your perspective is off and you're going to bed stressed about things and you're waking up stressed about things, I'm telling you, you have to step back and put it in perspective and think about our time on earth and is it really worth stressing about? The next part of this pep talk is about you, all about you. Let's take a second to focus on you and nobody else. You are awesome. Even if you're in this funk because you made a mistake or you made the wrong choice or you hurt somebody, you're still completely awesome. We just have to figure it out and work through that. So own up to it, accept responsibility for the whole thing or part of it, whatever it is, 
ask for forgiveness, learn the lesson, and move on. Beating yourself up over something you can't fix does not help anybody. If it's something you can't go back and erase, all we can do right now is the best we can do right now. And I really believe oftentimes the things that shows the most character is not the actual event that happened, but how people react to and deal with the event that happened. So if you made a mistake and you feel awful about it, do everything you can to make it better. Make it better and allow yourself to move on. Even if it's something you're so ashamed of or you can't believe you did or you can't believe you said or you just said something so ugly and awful or you gossiped and spread a rumor and it got back to the person or just something that you're like, man, I just really regret it. Then tell the person, be honest, be upfront, learn the lesson. And if if you need to, write it down. Like if you're one of those people that needs to write it down to remember it, do it. Learn the lesson because then it really eases the blow of the mistake because it's not really a full mistake because it will prevent you from doing something maybe even worse in the future. So do all those things. And then I'm telling you, you have to forgive yourself. Apologize to the person, apologize to yourself and allow your, allow it to be okay. And you have to move on. So what happens in this situation, in this pep talk today, if you're listening because you're just in a rut, like nothing really happened. You're just in a funk. Well, you know, sometimes the days just go in one into the other and kind of feels like Groundhog Day. And, you know, a lot of our days are routine and they kind of seem monotonous and a lot of the same. So maybe you're just in a funk. In this case, I'd look at what you're doing. Are you on autopilot and just going through the motions and just kind of doing what you've always done because that's what you've always done? Are you challenging yourself? Do you like what you're spending most of your time doing? These are all the questions that I would ask myself. Like, am I in a rut because I don't like what I'm doing and maybe it's not fulfilling anymore and I feel like I'm meant to do more? And I'm talking, it doesn't even have to be on a huge scale. It could be you know, in a smaller scale, maybe it's something, maybe you've always wanted to start a garden and that would make you feel really fulfilled. Or you want to learn a new skill or you want to learn to cook or you want to make new friends and be more social or whatever it is that you feel like you're lacking. Maybe that's what we need to look at. Maybe you love what you're doing, but you're not changing it up to keep your days interesting. You know, they're just rolling into the next. And I think there's so many simple things that you can do to keep life interesting and to keep things fun, whether it's just doing something out of the ordinary. Maybe you never eat in bed and maybe you order like amazing takeout food and you sit in your bed and watch a full movie and you eat your food and you just do something different, whatever it is. Like that's a silly example, but just thinking outside the box and just doing something you don't normally do. Sometimes I'll take blankets out and I'll cover my whole front lawn in blankets and I'll just create whatever silly game I think of at the moment. The kids and I will lay on the grass and look at the stars or if it's earlier, we'll look at the clouds floating by and see what what we can make out of the clouds. And then maybe I'll, you know, 
run around and pretend I'm a shark on the grass and they have to stay on the blankets. Like these are all completely stupid ideas, but it's just something to shake it up and make it so not every day is the same and you feel alive and you're getting some fresh air and some sunshine. I'm telling you, especially if you work in a corporate job inside, like so many of us do, sometimes it's just like that fresh air and that sunshine thing that can make a world of difference. And maybe that's on the weekends or maybe that's in the evening times or early in the morning or wherever you can fit it in. And maybe you need to maximize your weekends more. You know, there's so much things, so many things that we have to do. We have to, you know, get groceries for the week or do our errands or whatever it is. But sometimes you can just be more efficient with that. I did a podcast recently that's called How to Be Awesome and Automate, Eliminate, Delegate. And I feel like if you're really efficient with your time, you might have a lot more free time on your hands and you can do those things that make you feel alive. Maybe it's getting up and, you know, driving three hours from where you live to just spend the day somewhere really cool. And it doesn't even cost a lot of money. It's just the idea of it. Or maybe you get up early on the weekend and go for an all-day hike. And that just makes you feel alive and you sweat and you get fresh air. Whatever it is, I'm kind of just throwing out examples just to like, just get your brain moving. Because I think it's so easy to get in the routine of things. And we forget that we're humans. We like routine, but we also need to keep it interesting. And especially if you have a significant other or kids or whatever it is, you need to do it for you and you need to do it for them. And I think the more creative you are, maybe you take you know, your kids to the craft store and you say, okay, your budget's $20. You can pick out anything you want or a couple different things to make something. And then we're going to go home and we're going to build it together. Just things that are just different that makes you use your imagination and your creativity. And, you know, I've gotten in the ruts, you know, off and on throughout the years where we'll wake up on a Saturday, we'll, you know, I'll do my workout, everyone else kind of chills and has TV time, and then we'll go to lunch. And then, you know, and our days kind of surrounded around going out for meals, which is totally good. And that's a fun thing to do since we don't go out as much during the week. It's fun to go out and have meals. But sometimes I feel like that gets us in a rut too. And maybe you've had the same thing to where we're kind of getting up and maybe we're going to like an outdoor mall, which sometimes can be good. But sometimes your weekend routine can be so routine that it just isn't interesting anymore. And maybe it's too much based on eating out and not enough, I don't know, different stuff that Maybe you're learning something new or seeing something new or just getting outside and getting fresh air and sunshine. Just to put a little bug in your ear of different things you can do to change it up if that's why you're in a rut. Also, another type of rut we can get in is what about if someone says something that's just really awful and crushes you? Now, you might have heard me talk about this one before because I'm so passionate about it. But oftentimes when someone throws negativity your way, you feel like you have to deal with it because they said it to you. They said it to you. Now you have to deal with it. But the the twist here is you have a choice. I think of that content that someone said to you, that content that came your way is poison and you get to choose if you want to drink the poison. Are you going to think about it and dwell on it and let it manifest in your mind and get you into a bad spot, you get to choose. 
Now, listen, sometimes people we love tell us things so we can improve and maybe there's some truth to it. And maybe it's something we didn't realize about ourselves, like constructive criticism. Well, constructive criticism that you didn't ask for. So it's important to, you know, be self-actualized and think about the content and decide what it is. If it's true or if it's not true, was it meant to be sort of helpful or was it just meant to be hurtful? And if it was the second, if it was just meant to be hurtful and it was just downright mean, then you have to decide not to drink the poison. And sometimes this can come from family or friends or people we love. And that's so hard. That's the hardest type. And other times it can come from strangers on social media saying something hurtful. Whatever the case, your opinion of yourself has to be more important than every other person's opinion of you. This is huge. Your opinion of yourself has to be the most important. You have to value it so much more than you value the opinions of other people on you. And you just have to really believe it, like genuinely believe it. And if you do, something someone else says shouldn't be able to crush you because it's not more important than what you think and what you know and what you believe about yourself. Okay, so... We, as we are working ourselves out of this funk, how do we stay positive? We remind ourselves that while we can't always control what happens to us, we can completely control our perspective of it and the story that we give it and the meaning that we give it. This is one of those things that you probably have heard me talk about lots of times before because it's such an important mind shift. So many things happened to us, that just happened to us, that we didn't ask for and we didn't invite into our world, but we can control the story and we can control our perspective on it. And I think that the things that we think are so powerful and they're so much more powerful than we think, but even more powerful than that is the words that come out of our mouth. I think that negative words just resonate. And putting, I'm not one of those superstitious people or anything like that. I'm more literal. I just think that the more negative talk in your head and the more negative words that come out of your mouth, the harder the climb is to be positive. So I just think you have to resist it, especially the words. We're all going to have, you know, thoughts bouncing around in our mind and we really have to try to control that as well. But the, the negative talk is just it magnifies and multiplies in the universe. And we just, it's just, it just sets you back so, so many steps. Now, another funk I want to talk about is like a real life transition funk. Like one of those things, like if you're listening to this pep talk talk and you're like, this, listen, what I'm dealing with It's not like someone commented rude on my social media. I'm in like, you know, a transitional life crisis here. Like maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe you're, you're dealing with the, oh, heaven forbid, a loss, or maybe you are, maybe you lost your job and you're having a hard time finding a new job. Like all these, you know, super sad, possibly depressing things that we all go through. And I think that's the first thing to recognize. We all go through that. And I think you have to realize you never know what rocks are in other people's shoes. You know, it's like that thing, like you don't know what else, what's going on in other people's world. So like, don't be so hard on people. I really believe that. 
But when you're in this funk and you feel like you're at the bottom or rock bottom and you're just so depressed and you can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel, you have to know we've all been there in some way. We've all felt like we're at rock bottom and we're at the bottom of a ditch and we can't even climb our way out. So you don't know, you can't see the rocks in other people's shoes. I'm telling you, rather than focusing on how bad it is and how bummed you are and how this is the worst thing that's ever happened and you're embarrassed and nobody else, you know, this is the worst. None of your friends have felt like this. I'm telling you, we all have. So know that and know that we've all dealt with with our hardships and maybe it might not be in the same way or as extreme as what you're going through, but it's that positive self-talk that's going to get you out. I'm telling you, the more you put it in your mind and you say it out in the words that you say, and the more you don't, like I said, allow yourself to feel the feelings, but you can't sit and feel sorry for yourself. You got to get up and you got to make one right move. And then the next right move, just focus on the next right move in front of you. And then the next right move after that, and you'll slowly get your way out of the ditch. That seems like you'll never, you'll never get out. Okay. So now that we've worked through the mental stuff, let's do one thing that shifts our mood, our state of mind. It can be something simple or elaborate. It can be something that takes two minutes or something that takes two hours or half a day. Let's just be intentional about shifting our energy. A full life is an energy game. So we need an energy shift. Sometimes life's can get routine and things can be monotonous. So sometimes just getting out and changing up what you're doing is everything. So a few examples. For me, this could mean going to Nordstrom for a quick shop all by myself and getting my favorite mocha ice storm and buying a little something for myself that I wouldn't normally buy on a Monday evening. You know, maybe it's some sort of skincare thing or a new makeup palette or, you know, something something nice, something that I wouldn't normally just pick up for myself. That would be a great escape for me and something that just makes me shift my energy and try to get me out of that funk. Or, you know, I might need to do something physical. So I may drive to the beach and go for an extended jog, something I would not normally do at all on the regular just because it takes so much time. Like we live sort of close to the beach, but to drive the 15 minutes to the beach and park and do the whole thing, I just don't have time for it. It's not super convenient. It just feels like something that is like a little bit more self-indulgent than I would normally do. I was on my my best girlfriend's podcast today, Heather Dubrow's World, and she was saying that last minute she had a three-hour conversation with a girlfriend after the gym, and they didn't even eat. They didn't have coffee. They just ended up talking for a free full three hours, and she's like, I just happened to not have a full day that day, and it felt so self-indulgent, but she it felt so energizing for her, and she just felt so alive and connected and they reminisced about things and it just it was just so impactful for her so you know for me it's usually like an alone thing i think probably because i'm around people all the time i'm always around my kids i'm always around my team with work i just feel like i i definitely don't have a ton of alone time i mean really I just, when I'm exercising in the morning, when no one's awake at 5 a.m., that's pretty much the start and finish of it. So for me, it's usually an alone thing. 
But I know for a lot of people, it's more of a, of a get out there and be social thing. So whatever it is that makes you happy, find that little happy place. Do that. And like I said, usually for me, that's alone. For you, it might be with someone else. For me, the alone thing makes for the best mental reset. But I know for a lot of people, getting out there and getting social and laughing and talking and telling stories, that gives them the mental reset. So whatever it is, change your energy and be intentional about it and give yourself some little self-indulgence. I love food. So another thing I would do is, like I said, ordering food from somewhere that I wouldn't normally. And maybe I'll order like three little dishes and sample all three of them rather than just picking one. And I'll sit and play on my computer for a couple hours in the evening while I'm eating all my favorite things. Something like that that just feels self-indulgent. You're allowing yourself to disconnect and not focus on the problem and shift your energy. And listen, if you're if you're dealing with something heavy, this these small things are not going to solve the whole thing. But what they are going to do is they're going to allow you to see the happiness and see the goodness and shift your energy, talk positive, get more positive thoughts and be on the path back on track and back to being happy and I think that's the goal. You also have to be your number one fan. If you aren't You've already lost. Before you even started, you've already lost. The world is going to throw obstacles at you every day. So that's why you have to constantly praise yourself. Isn't it crazy how we praise our kids all the time, but we don't praise ourselves? Like if someone said, gosh, I am so good at fill in the blank, whatever it is, you kind of look at them like, oh, wow, are you like, you know, how boastful of you. But we would say that to to our kids, like, wow, you're so great at tennis. You're awesome at tennis. You're such a great cook. You know, you're so flexible. You've gotten so much stronger. Look how good your body looks. Or, you know, your hair grows so fast. Whatever it is, all these positive things you could say about anyone. We say about other people and we say about our kids. But we're not self-praising ourselves like that because it feels weird and awkward, but it shouldn't. You have to constantly praise yourself. Praise yourself when you have little wins and celebrate successes. And listen, Celebrate little fails for the lessons learned. You have to spend time reminding yourself that you're awesome. And you're living in the greatest time ever to be alive. There are so many conveniences and there are so many opportunities and there are so, there's just so much that we can do. And there's, we can create so many different lives for ourselves within this one life because of the great era and the great time and technology and the powerful phone that we all have in our hands all the time. There's just so, there's so much abundance and there's so much we can do and there's so much opportunity. So we should be positive just about that fact that we're living in the greatest time ever to be alive. So there's that. I just think that we all need a little pep talk sometimes. And we don't always want to go and unload on someone and tell someone else all of our problems and all the things we're stressing about and why we're in a rut because sometimes it's heavy and sometimes it's embarrassing and sometimes it's so trivial and stupid you don't even want to say it out loud and that's okay too. So I hope you come back to this episode anytime you need a pep talk to get out of your funk and just remember just how awesome you really are. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time.
Go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.